thanks to Super Steel Tamworth, there's Steel, and then there's Super Steel Tamworth. This is the 2TM News Podcast with Tony Ambrogetti and Tim Coates. This podcast contains descriptions of violence and police brutality. It also contains the name of an Aboriginal man who has died. Please consider this information for yourself and anyone who may be listening. Good afternoon. Welcome back to another 2TM News Podcast. In the studio today, it is just my wonderful co-host, Tim Coates and I, and we're going to give you a little wrap on last year. It was a big year, news and everything else. And then we're going to look forward to the rest of this year, what's coming up and what we might be looking out for to follow in the news and some big ticket items that we'll be talking about for the rest of this season. So this is a rapport building exercise, isn't it? This is to test each other out to see if we bounce things around. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so basketball was a big thing last year. We lost one of the world's greats, but it was a really bad, sad year. You and I were talking off air about not talking about the C word, COVID, obviously, but you can't, can you? Because everything bounced off it and it's just had such a massive effect on us. Yeah, and I think you're right. I I didn't want to talk about it because I'm feeling a bit of PTSD from all the reporting last year, but it is something that has to be discussed. So I'm going to let you kind of take that one away. I'll leave you bash me up or something. I think you can give us your take on COVID. I've been doing it all of last year, so take it away. So this is the straight person's view, the person that's not the journalist. So, you know, I got back from overseas, I think the day the first death was recorded in China, I arrived back in Australia from being overseas. Little did I know, I was one of the luckiest people going around at that particular time, didn't go quarantine. We've had quarantine. We've seen Australia become an island of countries, not a country. We've been you know, states of closed borders. People have not been able to get to loved ones. Very un-Australian things have been happening in that space. Um, we've called it for what it was that it started in China. Australia did that as a nation, called the Chinese on it. And what did they do? They said, okay, well, we don't want to have your wine. We don't want your beef. We're going to put tariffs on your barley. We don't want your coal. And I think a really big thing with that as well is that it wasn't like a you're accusing us, so here are the repercussions. It was kind of done in a, oh, no, they're absolutely not related. You know, there's other reasons for all of these things to be happening. It was an interesting kind of fallout from Australia taking that step on a world stage and saying we need answers. You know, and Australia did the same thing in reverse. We said, okay, well, all these Australian Facebook pages came up with buy, buy Australian. Where can I get this? I don't want to buy it unless it's Australian, you know, whether it was a, a washer or a food for the cat, it doesn't really matter. People started to buy Australian, so we became a sovereign country yet again. And we sort of came very proud of who we are and what we're doing. Manufacturing came back. We started to um, bring into the world our own masks for protection because we couldn't get them from elsewhere. Lots of the universities came on board and uh, people starting to develop vaccines. So we're trying to do our little bit in that space as well. It became a whole new world order of negotiating your way around it. And politicians became involved and it's always a bad thing when they do. We really want to make sure that when a vaccine's approved, we get enough of it but it needs to go through a process. So you don't really have 50 million doses of it until you know 
that it's actually going to be approved or it is approved. But I think we grew as a result of it. I mean, I really want to highlight this week because I know you'll have an opinion. The toilet paper riots. That really made me laugh. (laughs) Yeah, it was one of the weirdest things. Honestly, it was kind of like a weird side effect that happened there. I remember I was living in a very small apartment in Sydney and we would only ever buy like two or four at a time um, because we just don't have the space. And we used to joke that only boomers buy those big packs because they're the only ones with space to put it in their houses. That's a little millennial joke for you there. That's okay. As an old person, I'll take it. Well, you know what? In the end, we ran out of our two rolls and we couldn't find it anywhere. And the only place we got it was from our parents who had houses. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was just a new world order. It was just crazy, you know, to see people. And even here in Tamworth, people were fighting in the aisles at Woolworths and a guy got taken away because of diving for toilet paper like seriously as much of a maybe waste of time it would be i think it would be really great research project to kind of find out the correlation or causation there between a pandemic and toilet paper like of all long stay items toilet paper is a really odd choice you know we work in a world of we're on radio so there's always newspapers you can use I mean, you know, they've got to be good for something. So, you know, learn and move on. The share market took that massive dip in March, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, the correction's almost back to where it was, but what are we looking at going forward? Have we really turned the corner? Stability into 2021, mm, going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my kind of fun news story from around that time, February, March, was the Australian women's cricket team knocked out the T20 series right here in Australia, and they won. Yeah, and it was the last big event, if I remember correctly. It was. Was it more than 80,000 people at the MCG? Yeah, it was fantastic. I think that it was a really glorious day for women's sport, and the amount of people that went to watch that game could not have imagined that five years ago. So it was incredible to have, and I'm so glad that they did get to have that, you know, record-breaking crowd before crowds became, you know, a rarity. (laughs) Taboo. Um, But then again, sports had to rethink itself. The last thing on the the COVID thing for now, I guess, is that the World Health Organisation reckon that, as we stand now, about 10% of the population of the globe has been involved some way in that and 1.7 million people dead Um, i think it's interesting that people were dying and the cause of death wasn't known and then they went back and went oh no they had COVID." a lot of those un you know recorded COVID deaths were in aged care homes where as you know morbid as it sounds there could have been several reasons and so they weren't checking because they didn't think it had spread that far which also goes to show why some of those places aren't doing so well. Take Newmarch and obviously the Ruby out of New South Wales with the number of deaths, which was just north of 50. The deaths come down significantly from there. New South Wales obviously got beat up by Queensland and other states purely because we were taking all the people returning home. So we had them here. The cases have been recorded in New South Wales and as a result, New South Wales couldn't go anywhere. That was interesting. Send them back to the state of origin. Let's let's go from there. State of origin gets a whole new meaning. There was also a really interesting thing at the beginning too because they were setting up, you know, new ways of reporting. I was actually working for a website called covid19data.com.au and it was the first website to kind of start recording it separately off of governments. And also because health is state-based, we were the first one to be like collating together all of the information from the states. And so, you you know, trawl through their data online. I have to say New South Wales was 
by far and away the most excellent at reporting from the very beginning. And it was interesting because New South Wales started off by reporting all cases they had as their own. And then partway through, maybe a month in, they started reporting as like recorded in New South Wales, but, you know, a case of another state. Uh, And then it became an issue for us being like, are we double counting or are they double counting? You know, how can we find out the most accurate number? Is Queensland counting that case or are they not counting that case? Yeah, it I was think, a challenge. Um, Anastasia probably wasn't counting that case because it didn't look good, and we wanted to be, we wanted to have the AFL grand final. We wanted to have this, and we wanted to have that. Like seriously, the rivalry it came out of it when it's about people's sort of healths and lives. I mean, when we talk about health and life, I mean, there's the the Black Lives Matter, there's the, the George Floyd thing. That was just woeful. But it's not the first, and it won't be the last time. It's the death in custody or the death in the rest that is the issue it's not so much to me it's not the color of the skin it's about the person being killed unlawfully for an australian perspective david dungay jr an indigenous man he died in a really really similar circumstance said the same words of i can't breathe and that's what ticked it over in australia i think as well was that correlation between the same circumstance the same words and then that would have been you know one of the other really big stories last year was black lives matter protests not just in one place or in one country but all around the world and in a time where you know there was this virus that was separating everyone globally Mm. you can't travel there you can't go there if you're not a citizen we're not letting you in but then we had this like grassroots movement that was actually getting people from all over the world to do the same thing at the same time. Wouldn't it have been great if we could have got all everybody to wear masks at the same time? But, I mean, you know, we can get people to protest. And we've had protests uh, on Australia Day, and you and I did Australia Day last week. This needs to be some adult conversations about different items because otherwise it's just a point of view that's really... People get aggressive about their point of view... There's no need to. Let's just have a reasonable conversation and come with an outcome. And, you know, putting your knee on someone's neck or throat for 8 minutes and 15 seconds is not okay. doesn't matter if it's male, female, doesn't matter anything else about it, it's not okay. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, go back and have a listen when you get to the end of this one. We had some fabulous guests and really... Oh, you were, you were awesome. Had... I was terrible, but you were awesome. <laughs> had No, I think our guests were amazing. Yeah. And um, if you are, you know, thinking about... January 26th and you want to hear some perspectives, jump on there and have a listen. Um, Trump, we haven't even touched on Trump. How good is Trump for us? I mean, impeached and cleared 52 to 48. Um, He was the third president to do so. Andrew Johnson, Bill Clinton were the other two. They had massive, what, two-thirds voter turnout in America, 67%, something like that. Yeah, the biggest numbers they'd ever, ever had. And I think Biden got, what, nearly 80 million votes or something, won by about 6 million votes, but wasn't popularly elected apparently, even though he had 6 million votes more. He wasn't popular. Just wait a minute. I'm just um, doing the Trump take. Oh on this. right, I just thought you were being it. serious, and I was uh, like, Tim, I thought you could count. No, I can count. <laughs> Obviously, I can. But uh, and then he was impeached version two. That's that to me was the unreal. most incredible moment of American politics. I think last year there were a lot of them. Trump getting COVID as well. You left that one out, but 
that was a big deal. I was actually driving from Tamworth to Newcastle. So obviously not looking at my phone for three and a half hours. Probably the only time of last year that I didn't look at my phone for three and a half hours. And I got home and the first thing my mum said to me, I hadn't seen her in ages. She didn't say hello or anything. She just said, Trump's got COVID. And it was like, hold the phone, need to check my phone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the second impeachment and the insurrection were incredible moments. And I don't mean incredible in like a positive or negative way. It was just incredible to yeah. see. I, I strong opinions. I mean, people who do positive things for their country, and Trump did some very good positive things for his country. He took a, a, an interesting approach to foreign affairs, in in my opinion, but he, he's actually sat down and talked to the leader of North Korea. So there's stuff that's happened that hasn't happened before, and you can say to him, good on you, you did that, but his overall behaviour was so bizarre. It was incredible. It was like... Divisive, I would oh. say. I think leaders, when they are in power, they have an overall responsibility to lead for everyone mm. and to try at least to bridge divides not create them and i think one of his legacy will be creating division an enormous divide within american communities but now we've got a 78 year old president which i find bizarre you know there are times when you just say oh maybe not been around too long let someone else have a go and you know you use the words off like off air again pale male and stale i mean sometimes I, I was going to say, I'm not surprised that there's an old white man in power because it's been in fashion for the last, you yeah, know, two, three hundred years. The best story is the backup story. Is, yeah, the, the vice president. The vice president is uh, is a woman and... Kamala Harris. Uh, we're looking mm. good, you know, going forward. I mean, anything happens to the president going forward. Um, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully Mr. Biden or Mr. whoever it is in, at the time, they don't die in office. We don't want to see that happen. But it's great to see that the backup is, is there and it's different. I think that as sad as it might sound, I don't think um, following the division that's been created in America through Trump presidency or even prior to a Trump presidency, I don't think that that country would have voted in a woman as president. And as sad as it sounds, and my feminist soul is dying, if we have to get a, if a woman has to come in as vice president first to then become elected, if that's the way it has to be, which I think is what they believe mm. in structuring their, um, you know, leaders that way, I think that's fine. Do it that way. Yeah, look, it, it, it's a sad reflection, isn't it, really? I mean, any, anyone who's good enough, whether they are whatever gender, it doesn't really matter. If they're good enough, let them do the job, for goodness sake. You know, like, seriously? I think that is a principle that a lot of people like to believe in democracy. They say, if you're good enough, if you're popular enough, you will win. But there are so many institutionalised structures that are abounding that democracy that that's not the way that it works, really. So, you know, we haven't talked about George Pell. Another very big story from last year that I think would have got more attention despite the fact that it was, you know, scaled by a pandemic. Uh, well, it was a pandemic, but we also had some, you know, the first death in China of COVID. We also still had bushfires in this country. We had, you know, what do we have, 33 people, 34 people died in our bushfires. We had... A lot of flora and fauna destroyed and gone for good in some cases. That is not even on our radar. When we look at the year in review, we go, wow, 
and then we get back and you go peel back the layers you go we started out really bad and it didn't get any better yeah i think there was like some light and shade in there with everything obviously um there were some horrendous things but when we look at george pell he was acquitted by the High Court of Australia on a legal technicality of some evidence that they believed should have incurred some reasonable doubt in their opinion. That's a huge deal for people who had spent decades, you know, waiting to tell their story or finding their voice and they finally did find a voice. And then there was the first court case and then there was the you can't talk about it. And then they were like, okay, we're not going to do the second one. So you can talk about it. And they finally get to this like finale in the high court and then it kind of disappeared. It did. And, you know, there was a lot of famous figures or notable figures came out in support of George Pell. And a lot of uh, figures came out the other way as well. And it's going to be a huge story. And no, it wasn't because of the thing we talked about at the start of this um, and then as a result of it I mean the, the pressure and we talk about the pressure on the people coming forward um, we saw some bizarre behavior from John Barillaro as the leader of the of the nationals and we had this koala story with with the development and then we had the the leader going on stress leave um, and then we saw uh, Gladys Berejiklian and who in, in my humble opinion has done a reasonable job as a leader of New South Wales through COVID um, also in, in a story but neither of those stories were as big as they could have been if we hadn't had COVID floating around in the background. Yeah definitely it kind of it put like a bit of a simmering pot on everything and like mm. kept it you know down a level as opposed to how it would have been the same with the Afghan war crimes that one yeah. came out towards the end of the year and I think there'll be more to come with that this year so probably looking at that one in the future as well. What's your take on it? I mean you know, we empower these young men, we train them, we give them weapons, young men and young women and we send them overseas as a peacekeeper or to, to help out one side or the other side and you know rubber hits the road and you put in a situation where you have to do something. Sometimes you actually have to do something um, and sometimes later on it's proven to be not right but at the time it was your only option it's a really interesting one because unless you get the whole story of the circumstance on the ground or the person's perception of what was occurring whether it's in that situation or whether it's in any other situation you really can't judge them yeah i think that there's obviously an inquiry happening and some an investigation so the due process will take place before anyone can be you know found guilty of anything i think there's two main things to look at there's obviously this is an option to review and change potentially the institutional practices within the defence force. Yeah. And I mean, that covers like training and post working in defence. Yeah. And then I think on the judicial side of things, we need to look at it also internally. What would we do if civilians of ours were treated as these people have allegedly been treated? And how would our government search for justice yeah well we have prisoners in changi unless you're there sometimes you never know the true story yeah and unless someone and even if someone's videoing something unless they've got more than one angle on it you only see one side of the of the story as well yeah hopefully the inquiry will you know find a good solution to the institutional and the judicial issues i think so and i think the wearing of cameras and body cameras and stuff has been really good going going around the world sport sport and 
Tamworth Country Music Festival. I want to throw that in there. We've had the 49th Festival. It's been, it's gone. The awards have been held. Well, we um, had the non-festival. Well, they had the 49th Awards. Um, there was the <laughs> non-festival. There was events on and people turned up. Uh, everybody you talked to said it was fun. Um, I've not heard anybody say it wasn't fun. Wasn't definitely wasn't as busy. Where do we go to from here? Because we've got a, an economy that really, really trades off the back of this. You know, I think it's, it's a time for Tamworth to come together and to work together and to diversify the interests of Tamworth. What brings people to town permanently and as tourists? Yeah. What are we going to do to diversify? We can't just be country music because as we saw last year or this year, without that, there's devastating economic impacts. Well, sport rivals it. As, as Over the period of 12 months, sport coming to Tamworth will bring in as much money as country music is my guess on it from figures done by a guy called Paul Sullivan many years ago. Uh, and obviously proven through stats that the hospital is a big tourist attraction, or it, not in that way, but it brings people to town, bed nights for accommodation, stuff like that as well. So, you know, with the hospital being down to only this person can visit a sick person, if that gets back to a, an even keel, then that will balance out a little bit. So I think it's a multi-pronged attack. It'd be interesting to see um, what a business community is going to do going forward. I know people like Chris Watson, to, to name a person, is doing tourism to the region and he's doing trails and this and that and the other, which is great, getting people to think locally. We've seen a lot of people turn up in places like Yarralla and Bendemere, Manila, from outside the region just doing day trips. Uh, great to see with the um, sunflowers recently. Oh, Massive, yes. the sunflower trail. The Liverpool Plains was an absolute gold nugget for them. I was at Warra Ridge on Saturday. We were there for, I don't know, for 45 minutes, something like that. And if there wasn't 60 cars in the car park of people, um, and they were not locals, I'm telling you. from yeah, They were no. definitely not locals. Uh, having a good look around, dollar in an honesty box or two dollars or whatever, Great to see. And if they have coffee or go to, you know, a restaurant or a pub for lunch, that's great. I think that the council will definitely consider growing that even more than they did this year. They had the Sunflower Trail around town and that was fantastic too. That small patch, like relatively small considering like, you know, we used to have fields of them. Yeah. I think that definitely that'll be a goer. Oh, look, it was amazing to see the posts on social media of, of people you know and you don't know with a sunflower. It's, it's just sensational to see. But yeah, that's going to be one way out of it is local tourism and us supporting ourselves, people coming into our region, some events and attractions. So it'd be interesting to see what goes forward. And I guess the other thing we didn't talk about that we should be talking about is the upgrade of Dungowan Dam. Who owns the water? We're going from 6 to 22 gigalitres um, but who owns the well water? actually I'll uh, just let you know Tim that there is no official amount yet of what Tamworth will be gaining losing or anything from this dam no the capacity of the dam is 6 to 22 and we well yeah but of six. well we don't have a certain number for Tamworth yet of no. how much water we'll be getting so that's definitely one that we're looking forward to I'm won't say it's a waste of money, but if we've already got <laughs> if we've already got six gigalitres, do we ignore everything before a but? If, if we've already got six gigalitres and we're going to spend four hundred and eighty plus million dollars, um, who owns the water? Where's it going? 
considering it's a big thing for this city, big thing. If we're going to grow the population to 100,000, we've got to do something about water security. I think that's a great next podcast or maybe in the what, coming water weeks. Security? Water, Dungowan Dam. I think that that would be a great one. There's a lot of stuff there that we need to hash we out. We need some six-inch nails to get some firm answers on that one. Yeah, let's get some people in. Some well, crosses and six-inch nails. That's right. Um, and then I guess looking forward to this year, there's the Tokyo Olympics. Do we think that's going Will ahead? Will it be the Tokyo Olympics? Yeah, that is the question, definitely. Well, if we're having the Australian Open tennis, as we said off air, people going into quarantine for 14 days, if the Japanese do that, you get there in peak condition and then all of a sudden you're locked up for 14 days. I think the Olympics go ahead because I don't think the Olympics is about setting records. It's about the best you've got going to represent your country, but it's about the camaraderie. It's about an event. It's about a spectacle. It's about us feeling good about uh, young athletes and uh, you know developing in that way. So it should go ahead if it can go ahead in a COVID-safe way. There uh, was some chatter last week about it not going ahead, and they called a you know a quick press conference to say. It is going ahead, but it'll be a very different format. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one there. I think it'd be, you know, it'd be sad to see it not go ahead. I agree. I think that we probably need something to bring people together globally at the moment with a positive outlook as opposed to, hey, we're all in this together with a global pandemic. There's also been one more good sports story from a local perspective, and I know you were there on the weekend, the Tamworth Warriors. I mean, you know, we've now got our own Warriors. I mean... The Knights haven't lived here as much as the Warriors have lived here. It's a great story, isn't it? You know, how did it look to you on the weekend? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, there were over a hundred people that turned out on a Sunday afternoon uh, to watch them train and, and then warm. to interact with them. It was very warm. I was very warm <laughs> sitting there. You were there from four o'clock until the death. You know, like you were there for like two and a bit hours. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it was great to see so many happy faces and a diversity in the crowd too. Young old, female, male. There were so many people there. I actually spoke to one guy who had driven all the way from Sydney just for that. So he drove like a 10-hour return for that two-hour training session because he loves the Warriors. And obviously we want to make it, and he wasn't from a hot spot or anywhere like that, so it's all good. Yeah, no, he was fine. He came with some carers that were... Um, you know, telling me how far they had driven. Yeah. And I thought, well, I think that's absolutely fantastic from, you know, everyone involved there with his commitment to the team. And he got every single player's signature, got a photo with them all, and it was amazing. And, you know, they did a two-hour session and it wasn't cool on Sunday afternoon. No. I think they've been amazing. And Cameron George and the team, you know, we've, we've spoken to them, you've spoken to them, we did it through sport as well. Uh, they've just been so accessible, so professional, so polite and so supportive of, of the city. So I think that's a really good thing over the last 12 months that's happened and where it goes to going forward, I don't know. But um, you know, Tamworth will get behind the people that get behind Tamworth. Yeah, that's right. And there could, there's, a, there's a thousand things we could talk about really in this mm. discussion. I think I'm just going to cap it off with one okay. last thing. Here we go. The end of this year, we have uh, local council elections. We do. So what, what are you thinking we're going to see? Oh, look, I don't know. I mean, everybody's saying I'm not going to stand. I mean, you know, it, there's names. Cole Murray said he's not going to stand again. Um, and that's up to Cole. Uh, Russell Webb said he's not going to stand, but other people tell me he is. Um, so, you know, the, the things we get told 
are they true, are they false? We need to see layers of representation for our community. We need to see a makeup. We have um, an, an Indigenous population. We have uh, an overseas population. And we have um, uh, females in our community. We only have two on council. So it'll be great to see a bit of a mix-up and a bit of a match-up there. It'll be great to see some change, some generational change. Um, I've been there and done it, so I can actually say that. Uh, so from that perspective of having yeah. been there, what would you say is the best way for someone who is listening and thinking, I would love to do that job, but I have no idea how to get there. I am scared that it wouldn't work out and I just don't know even where to start. Yeah, look, it's, it's about profile. So you need to have a profile or be able to get a profile. Um, you know, you need to have a really good soul search because you're a public property. Um, you need to say, okay, that this commitment, yes, it pays some money. There's a you know, $20,000, give or take, you, you get paid if you're not the mayor. But what's that equate to in my hourly rate? If you're doing it for money, don't do it. If you're doing it for pats on the back, don't do it. If you're doing it because you think you need to give back to your community, don't do it because you shouldn't have taken from your community in the first place. Do it because you want to make a difference. Do it because you want to make a positive contribution. Do it because you actually believe in Tamworth and the people and the city and the growth of the city. I think those reasons you gave to do it is an excellent way to end this podcast. If you want to make a change, then do it. Yep. And I think 2021 is the perfect time. We've kind of coming into a bit of a rebirth. We've got all this opportunity to make some changes. If you've got any things or ideas or stories that you would like us to hash out a little bit more here on this podcast, feel free to get in touch. You can email us at news at 2tm.com.au and listen to all of our podcasts coming up this season on any of your favourite podcast apps. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Tim. It was almost a pleasure. I mean, it was a pleasure. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. We will.